right, people. It is Friday, TGIF edition of the show, night two of the NFL Draft, rounds two and three. Some more Bama players are expected to come off the board tonight, but right now, you're rocking and rolling with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown. I'm Obama Magazine, and this is, in my own words, the hottest show on the streets here. You're going to find for your Bama football information, we're bringing you the show from the magic city of Birmingham, streaming this to you on YouTube. And speaking of the channel, stop what you're doing right now. Hit that subscribe button. Get family members, friends, diehard Bama fans, casual Bama fans, all to subscribe because if you like the content, they will also. Don't forget to leave a like. Hit that thumbs up. Smash the like button. Let's get this show up here. 50 likes to start this puppy off. Get those likes past the moon. Make this your channel, your platform, your space and network to talk Bama. Turn all of those post notifications on. Hit that little bell so that way you miss absolutely nothing when it comes to information on your Tide football program. We also got you covered here on Facebook and Twitter as well. Streaming to you the show. and got a hot one today. I have good things. I have big things to discuss and talk about. Going to have my man Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA, coming on a little bit later in the show to talk about this 2023 signing class and how important this summer is going to be in getting the signing class in here, landing some of these marquee commitments of the Alabama coaching staff is on the recruiting trail. Also, it's being reported right now by several outlets. Uh, Coach Saban, Alabama head football coach, involved in a slight little fender bender incident You know, this morning, with earlier today in the, in the Birmingham area. Coach Saban is okay. This was not made aware or reported to uh, the police or the sheriff's department, but uh, Coach Saban is okay. He is fine. So, good news there on Coach. Nothing serious uh, coming out of that fender bender, but that's been reported now across several uh, different sites here happening earlier today in the Birmingham area. But good to know that Coach Saban is okay. I also want to hear from you guys, the passionate Alabama fans. You can do this by calling 205-448-1358. That's the number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. Definitely want to hear from you of a daily Super Chat goal. There's $75 daily Super Chat goal. Appreciate the support there from all of you. And we got to start this off with my man L. Bug Lionel Harris with that 1999 in the Super Chats, man. Marion, Alabama, showing out. Appreciate my man L, man. Lionel giving us love here on the show. And got to shout out my man John Ivory also in the production studio doing his thing behind the scenes. And kudos to uh, Jamison Williams and Evan Neal. Both of those two got selected in the first round of the NFL Draft on last night. Evan Neal going number seven overall to the New York Football Giants. And uh, Jamison Williams, the shock of the draft in the first round. So many people had him pegged to go to the Philadelphia Eagles. But the Detroit Lions trade up. To the 12th overall pick to, to take the speedster and J-Mo. Hopefully, he will have a good career there in Motown with the Lions. But we're getting the topic number one right now of the conversation. And, John, you and I have kind of been in this, this talk about getting the fans hyped up, getting the fans excited about, you know, what getting the fans excited about going into the summer where Alabama football is concerned. But more so than that, the different positional groups for the upcoming season. And we've touched on a few things defensively. We've touched on Cameron too, at tight end and not to sleep on him. But now we look at the running backs because, to me, Alabama's got the most diverse, versatile, deep room there at the running back position coached by Robert Gillespie. And first and foremost, if I'm – Emmanuel Henderson and uh, Jamarian Miller, the two freshmen, I will be sitting back having some popcorn because uh, both of those two young men should end up being redshirted. I mean, if an injury is to take place, God forbid that happens, don't want an injury out there, but 
if no injury takes place, these two should be red-shirted, learning the system, learning the offense, learning the scheme, uh, getting stronger in the weight room probably, getting better in the film room, getting better in all aspects prior to taking the field. Still practice well, but I think that these two, if nothing crazy happens in terms of in terms of medical mishaps, these two should redshirt because uh, Bama's got a four-headed monster in discussing uh, Jameer Gibbs, Jace McClellan, Trey Sanders, and Rodell Williams. What's going to be intriguing is how will all four of these running backs be used? All four of these guys could start on any team in the country in college football, but they just so happen to be suiting up this upcoming season for Coach Saban and the Tide. And all four bring something different. All four bring something unique to the table. So as we start this thing off with Jameer Gibbs, he has several qualities. He has several traits that make him a primary running back, that make him running back one. Uh, First and foremost, his speed. We live in a day and age of college football and pro football where people want more instant offense. People want more excitement. People want more entertainment. And while having that 10, 11, 12, 13 play drive that just demoralizes the will of a defense, though that's great and that's awesome, but getting that quick hitter, that that one-two play drive, boop, touchdown, you know, moving that thing like a Tesla, so to speak, you know, having that instant offense, people want to see that. And when you have a Jameer Gibbs that can go from 0 to 60 fast, he's got incredible speed, tremendous top-end speed, breakaway speed, quick cuts, explosive cuts, very decisive in where he wants to go to with the ball in his hands. Also, tremendous contact balance, doesn't go down with by one defender, can bounce off tackles, can break tackles, can catch the ball in the backfield, very good hands as a receiver, really Exceptional in the return game, kickoff return, and or a punt return. The only thing I want to see from him is can he pass protect? Because when you're going to the when you're playing in the in the SEC as a running back, you have to be able to chip a defensive end that's trying to come out trying to come after your quarterback or lock up on a speedy edge rushing linebacker trying to come after your quarterback or lock up on a middle linebacker or a defensive back trying to come at your quarterback on a delayed blitz. When there's pressure coming to your quarterback, and as a running back, you are assigned to stay in there, chip in, help out on that protection. Can Jameer Gibbs pass block? If he can pass block, but he's the complete package. He's the full total back because every other element of his game is right there. So that's the one piece I kind of want to see from Gibbs here moving forward, especially in fall camp once it comes in here, is can he pass protect uh, securely and keeping that pressure off of Bryce Young when it has to be done. As we go here to Jace McClellan, I think Jace is a strong compliment to Gibbs. And, uh, you know, Jace was doing a little bit of everything uh, prior to sustaining a knee injury against Ole Miss a season ago. Jace gives you explosive speed, top in and breakaway speed. He gives you explosive cuts. He gives you agility. He gives you elusiveness. He's a, you know, he, he bounces off tackles. He breaks tackles. He can catch the ball at the backfield. We saw that three touchdown receptions prior to the injury. He could be used. In the return game, if Saban chooses to go that route, I don't think he will. But if he chose to go that route, you could use Jace McClellan there. And then also, McClellan can pass protect. I mean, we saw a good bit of this last season where he stayed in there and chip blocked. He stayed in there and took on a linebacker, took on a defensive lineman, took on a blitzing defensive back. He did. You know, a lot of those things pre-injury. So he showed he's a do-it-all type of player now of course you want him to be you know full go for peak strength and peak health and he will be that way coming back for summer workouts in the summer and fall camp also but I think he is a firm compliment to Gibbs I think it's Gibbs at 1A and Jace McClellan at 1B if I had to pin it like that for Alabama football now as we look here to Trey Sanders this is where the intrigue comes in what will Trey's role be? It's taken a minute to 
get that confidence back, get that swagger back when you deal with several injuries. Not several, but multiple injuries, multiple sort of medical setbacks there with the foot injury during his freshman year in 2019 or in fall camp of his freshman year. And then, of course, the car accident that he suffered in his second season, 2020, for the Crimson Tide. And, And the tools... The physical tools and capabilities have always been there, you know, for Trey. It's just, you know, what is his role now? He, he's not played much since he's been at Alabama, but what will that role be for him in Tuscaloosa? And for me, I can kind of see it starting off as that third and short yardage situational back where you need somebody that can come in and just hammer, boom, get you two and three yards. Quick cut, hammer, go off the shoulder, Two, three yards, first down, move the chain. I can see Trey creating a roll that way. And then in the red area, you know, second and goal, third and goal, two, three yards away from the end zone. You get the ball to Trey Sanders, quick cut, boom, over shoulder, power your way through, get in the end zone because he does have a bit more of that, I guess, upper body strength of the running backs. I could see Trey in that roll, and then they, Bama would work him in into different situations as he grows in that role. And then for Rodell Williams, Rodell is still the wild card in which he can do a lot of things. And, you know, he could, he could be started on any program in college football. He's gotten bigger. He's gotten stronger. And uh, when I watch Rodell, I see a little Josh Jacobs. I see way more of Mark Ingram, just the subtle burst and quickness, shiftiness. An explosion and the way he runs he's strong in his cuts he bounces off tackles he breaks tackles he's smooth when he gets the ball in space he catches the ball cleanly can run routes can make plays there in space he's got speed as well so it's just gonna be very intriguing and it goes back to something that one of our callers to the show my man jay from sheffield always talks about a little creativity and this is gonna be put on the hands of Bill O'Brien. Creativity where these backs are concerned. Can we see packages where we get multiple guys on the field at the same time? Whether it's Gibbs and McClellan on the field at the same time. Whether it's Gibbs, McClellan, Trey Sanders on the field at the same time. Whether they have a package where all four guys are being utilized. Just, it's it's tough as it is keeping two running backs healthy or three not healthy but happy or three running backs happy but you've got a dynamic room of four guys you've got a four-headed monster here so that's the challenge of Saban O'Brien Gillespie how do you keep all four of these guys happy get them touches get them on the field split those responsibilities up seeing all four guys succeed in different levels, different roles of the offense because this is a dangerous, this is a veteran, this is a versatile, this is a diverse room here of backs. And if you can create, if you can find some type of creativity to keep all four guys healthy, that happy, that is a big deal there for Bama football. But I'm excited about this running back room. Really good room right here. Looking forward to seeing what they do in summer workouts, what they do here in fall camp. Coming up really up soon here, but down the road. But we take our first break here on the show and touch that down. People were just getting started. When we get back, we go to the phone lines. We grab your calls, your thoughts, your chats, your conversations in terms of the draft. Who do you think comes off the board first? In this second round, when you talk Bama, we get to you guys right after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. I'm Alakai Moore. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith on Touchdown Alabama YouTube channel. Nine players have teamed up and released the Alabama Team Paper, which is a video yearbook they've put out for sale direct to fans. 
Now, for the first time, small dollar purchases from the fans can support the players as a group as well as a great cause because $1 of every subscription payment is donated to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Be a five-star fan base and support your team and a great cause with Team Paper. Check it out at teampaper.com Alabama. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. And we're back in, folks, to the action from the break on a Friday TGIF edition of the show. Number one form for Bama Football News. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Tonight is night two of the NFL Draft, rounds two and three from Las Vegas. Draft is starting right now. And the question for you, the Bama fans, who will be the first Bama player taken off the board to open the second round? Definitely want to get your thoughts there on that. We're going to go on the phone lines to take your calls. The call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Number to call in, 205-448-1358. We grab this call. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Smook, man, you already know where I'm calling from. What's going on, brother? Doing good, Senator. Doing good, man. Night two of the draft. Uh, rounds two and three right here. Trying to sell. So, so far in the chat, you got some people saying John Metchie will be the first off the board. Some saying uh, Christian Harris may be the first off the board. You got Fidelia Mathis in there. So, somebody's going to have their name caught off this board first right now. Yeah, I'm 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 feeling uh Phil Mathis. I this uh draft is real been real defensive line oriented. Um <clears throat> looking at the new age uh style of play in the NFL that's kinda you know, coming over from college football. I, I don't think people realize how much college football is affecting the NFL as far as style of play. Um, especially on the offensive side, which in turn affects the defensive side. So uh Phil Mathis showed that he can that he can thrive in that type of system, you know, playing against that type of offense. Last year, Alabama in one of the best leagues in college football. So um, I think that puts a lot of value towards him. Um, Christian Harris, I think people – he might go a little bit later, but I think Christian Harris will have a longer um, successful career than uh, a lot of the players being drafted ahead of him. Um, and that's because he's such a wild card. I think he was kind of um, forced into a role at Alabama at an early stage, showed a lot of uh, – you know, promise, but uh, didn't get the time that he needed um, at linebacker to really thrive. And I think at the NFL level, he will be able to, whether they keep him at uh, Mike linebacker or they put switch him to like a jack position or even, you know, like a um, what's the safety that came out of Florida State a couple years ago? He uh, Ramsey, uh, a, a Ramsey type guy. I mean, Harris has that type of ability. So um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him right there. Um, but yeah, man, like like you were saying, man, it's 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 crazy about our running back room, Steven. Um I, I really honestly think that if we if we want to, we can really keep guys fresh. Guys may not get, you know, fifteen to twenty touches a game, but I feel like we have enough guys that, you know, six to eight touches a piece or ten to twelve touches a piece, which are one A, one two, and then sparing them with your 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 two guy, I mean your three guy. Um, you know, being Trey Sanders or I, and Stephen, I hate to admit this, but I honestly think all three backs ahead of Trey offer us more right now for what our team needs as far as consistency, as far as explosiveness, as far as the hands. Um, Roydell, Trey, Roydell, Jameer, and um, my boy Jace, they're they're ahead of them right now. Um, and that's just what's been proven, what's what's on film, what everybody can see. Um, as far as body of work, um, and on the college level, and uh, that that's how the order should be. But I honestly think we have we have a situation that's going to benefit us. It's not going to hurt us at the end. It's going to benefit us. Um, we don't know where injuries are going to come from. So to have this issue 
And I think all four guys are bought in. You know, the four guys that we mentioned, I think they're all bought in. So um, it's a competitive room, and we should see um, this running back room uh, definitely expo- be explosive this year, especially with the offensive line coming on, Steven. So that's my opinion on everything you said thus far. I'm here to enjoy the show, Steven, man. Much love. Shout out to everybody in the chat, man. Blue Ridge Gang, I see y'all. TDA fam, much love. Y'all already know what time it is. Roll Tide, baby. You got to go back. It's your fan season. Let's get it, baby. Absolutely. Appreciate Senator O'Hein starting this off here on the show. And while I agree with Coach Smoke's point, for me it's just wanting to see Trey's story through to the end. And I think a lot of you share that sentiment. He came in in 2019 so highly touted as a five-star from IMG Academy and was speaking promisingly of, you know, trying to win the Heisman in his freshman year. It was just the injuries hit you. And when the injuries hit you – but you're still focused, you're still bought in, you're still determined, and you fight your way back so hard. The Bama Nation just pulls for you that much more. They really want your story to be written the right way, as tough as it is. So hopefully Trey can find his way and create that role, but with what Roydell can give and what Jace can give and what Gibbs can give and how confident they are and what they can give, it's going to be, it's going to be a, kind of a push there uh, for Trey Sanders. But appreciate Senator starting this off with that call. Uh, we grab this call here. Uh, you're live on the show. What's going on? How are we feeling? State your name and what you calling from. What's going on, Steve? This is Elijah calling from Jersey. How you feeling, man? Man, I'm doing great, man. Night two of the draft. What's going on, man? Uh, just to call in to chime in on, you know, the conversation you're having. And, uh, you know, Every time I call into you, I, I give you my honest opinion, you know, and uh, you give me yours, and, and you know we can agree to disagree with things. But I just feel with, and I hate to say it because I, I I love the guy, I love his drive, and I love his ambition. But as of right now, from what I've seen, even last year, um, if you think about it, Trey was the fourth string running back. You know, now you got a guy like Gibbs that comes in that they're saying he's the total package, catching, running. And like you said, the one thing that's remained unseen is his pass blocking. You know, you got you got Jace. You got Roy Dell. Last year when Jace went out and it was just uh, Brian Robinson, Roy Dell, and it was Trey, Roy Dell was stepped up to be the second string back. Um, and And, you know, when you look at it, man, it's just, is this guy going to get his time? You know what I mean? Is Trey Sanders going to get his time with all this talent right there already in front of him? You know, and this is where I look at the the player instead of the program and say, this young man might have to do what's best for him. And what's best for him, I hate to say it, might not be at Alabama. It's just too much talent in front of him. And I, I don't see him jumping that, especially now with this transfer transfer portal. You know, you could Alabama could jump in the transfer portal and, and, and grab another big time back next year if Trey decides to come back. You know, I, I never want to see a kid transfer and, and, and things like that. But in certain situations, you got to honestly look at it and say, what's best for the kid, you know? And like I said, I admire Trey's heart. I admire, you know, his grit. You know, after these these crazy injuries last year, it wasn't even a fo- the, not last year, the year before it wasn't even a football injury. He was in a, a, a you know a pretty bad car accident. And I admire his his effort in getting back on the field, getting back in shape. Because a lot of guys would have just given up, you know, um, or just say, hey, my career is over, things like that. Whatever his injury was, but he had the heart to get back. Now he. he it's like you got to do what's best for him. And the way it's looking, if everything panned out the way it was last year, I, I really see him as the four-string back. And, and he has a lot of talent, but he just might not see his way onto the field at Alabama. He might have to go somewhere else where the, the running back room isn't as deep and isn't as talented. Um, And, you know, like I always say, I wish the young man the best of luck. Um, I hope everything does work out for himself, but I just can't see him having that big-time contributing factor 
if all these other running backs stay healthy. You know, and, and, everybody. Go ahead. And Elijah, I, I, I see, I see your point there, and I've, I've stated this. That's one of the dangers of not just Alabama football, but college football in itself. It's, it's come to a point. By the time you get there, if you don't pop your freshman year at the latest your second year, then it becomes a, an uphill battle. Yeah, and especially at a place like Alabama, you get caught up in the wash because every year you look at it, they bring in another five-star back in there. Look at the kid, Jamarian Miller, this year. You know, um, next year, what is he going to be? You know, he might be somebody that's, that's pushing Roy Dell or pushing Chase or, or those guys for playing time. You know, it, it, you're not dealing with a school that they're lucky to get a three-star running back. You're dealing with the University of Alabama that's bringing in five-star after five-star after five-star after five-star. So, like you say, if you don't pop within those first two years, you get caught up in the wash, and you may never, you may never get that um, significant playing time that you need to go to the next level because that's what these kids really want. That's their ultimate goal. You know, you, you can't go to the next level sitting on the bench. You know, you have to have that film. You have to show those scouts, I can pass block, I can, I can pass catch. I can run, you know, you got to show him your IQ level. And I just want to see Trey, not saying he's not talented enough, but he hasn't put in the body of work yet. And I want to see him get that body of work. But I just truly feel in my heart, if all these guys stay healthy, he's not going to get the chance to do that. And um, it, it, it sucks for him, man, because I'm pretty sure he definitely wants to stay at Bama. Well, Bama just might not be the, the right fit for this young man. But, you know, I, I wish him the best of luck in whatever decisions he make. Um, I wouldn't be mad if he chose to take his talents elsewhere because he got to do what's best for him. At the end of the day, this young man wants to go into the NFL. It's all these young men dreams. So he got to take whatever route he got to take to get there. But, um, Steve, I appreciate you, you taking my call, man. Have a good Friday. Absolutely. Appreciate Elijah there for those thoughts. Definitely on my end, uh, pulling for Trey, because I, I want to see him get on the field, be special, be great, and, and, and have that type of success that he wants to have. We'll grab this call, hear you live on the show. What's going on? How are we feeling? State your name and where you calling from? Steve, this is Jay from Sheffield. Jay, what's happening, man? I didn't talk you up, Jay. Man, uh, uh, well, I'm ready to cap, but I got a question. What happened to Coach? They say the man was in a car egg, man. What's going on, man? Man, man okay. What's crazy was, like, nobody in the authorities post reported it. So, apparently in Birmingham, light fender bender, somebody may have backed into him and with that old snap, I didn't bump into Coach Saban. They probably took a picture with Coach Saban. Who knows? But the, the thing, Coach, all right. He, 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 he walking, he, he good. He all right. Steve, Steve, what, man? Who, who bumped into him? Give me a name, Steve. Y'all finna go find him. I, 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 I don't know who bumped into him. I don't know who. I'm trying to figure out, you know, what was he doing out there on the road? Like, I'm trying to figure out what's going on myself. I see, man. Okay, Coach better sit down somewhere before he gets somebody hurt out here. I mean, because I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the news. I'm like, Coach, come on now. Oh, oh my bad. Okay, so my, my girlfriend said we talk about coach too much. My bad. Golly, but man, coordinator creativity. So we we see uh we got uh all these different running backs and we we feel like uh Jamirian can go out Gibbs can go out wide, right? So we should see a package where we get to see uh, uh Trey Sanders, um uh, 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 Jace and Gibbs. Don't put him outside and let him run. And you, you give him the, uh, the little, the little jet sweep. I mean, you, it's, you could got, we got to get creative, don't you think, Steve? Since we got I, it's, all these It's weapons. time for it. It's, it's time for it's it. Get all four of them on the field. Man, roll time, man. I love y'all. And Coach better stay his ass in the house. 
Appreciate my man Jay calling in from Sheffield. Always give us a good time, man, interacting with the show. We take this call. Hear you live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Hey, Steven. This is Kyron from Albuquerque. K-Y-R-A-N. How you doing? Doing great, Kyron. How you feeling? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I was just uh, kind of – I jumped on uh, on the channel right when Elijah was talking. And, you know, I agree. I mean, that's an unfortunate thing with uh, – a program like Alabama is uh, once a guy gets injured, you know, they put in, but they put in the next five star. So that's that's one of the unfortunate things for uh, for for all these guys. Uh, but I would say though, I thought, um, and you you know, I know you have the information, but I didn't I didn't I didn't think Jace or Roydell participated in, the, in spring ball, did they? They they did not participate in the A day game. Now they did participate in spring, just non contact stuff. Right. Yeah. So. So I think in that sense, I think Trey may have some, you know, leeway, you know, <clears throat> being that he, he participated all spring. He may, he may be, you know, that, that first or second string guy, you know, uh, in front of him, uh, because he might, may even be doubtful that they're, they're immediately ready uh, for the fall. So, I mean, I think there's still some, you know, there's still some, you know, uh, chance for, for, uh, for Trey to, to get in there. And I really hope he does because, you know, he could have transferred long ago when, when he first came back and when they, when they uh, brought in Jameer Grizz, but you know, like, like you said, he has heart. Um, <clears throat> the other thing I wanted to comment on is I, I, I speaking of injuries that I really feel bad for, you know, guy that's been forgotten about essentially and that's Dylan Moses. You know, he, you know, this was a guy that was a star when he was in middle school, you know, as far, as far as being on magazines and he was, he was the talk of, of college football future NFL star and he unfortunately he was injured you know and that's someone I hope that gets picked up by someone you know um but I will say he did seem when he was at Alabama he didn't look like his measurements because they said he was what 6'3 250 to me he looked like a like a large safety you know like he didn't look as big as he was listed you know but but anyway I, I really hope he still has a chance to make a roster and make an impact because this is a kid that, you know, he came in, contributed as a, as a freshman. Unfortunately, he had an injury, so I really, I really hope he gets picked up and and, and, and he has some kind of NFL career. Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate Kyron there for that call, and I'm pulling also for Dylan Moses because I remember when he came in, 2017, five star from Baton Rouge, he was a big deal, and just you know, unfortunately. Got the injury in 2019 and then 2020. He was playing through an, another injury, but still stayed himself on the field and tried his best in, in helping Alabama get to you know an undefeated season, the national championship. But you know, right now the NFL is a different monster. The NFL is a completely different animal than what college football is. It's, it's a business. You got contracts involved. You got owners. You got general managers. It's not, I guess, the same brotherhood that college ball is because in college everybody's basically in your age group in the nfl you've got guys that may be 21 22 23 and then you got guys that are 39 40 so you got guys in your age group and then you got guys way outside of your age group so the brotherhood in the nfl a lot different than what it is in in college ball, but hopefully D Dylan finds a spot soon. We got we got shot my man Lionel Harris again with that nine ninety nine in the super chats, and Lionel again with the with a four ninety nine in the super chat. And Lionel going off. My man L Bug ain't playing with him. Lionel dropping this money in like it's no tomorrow. Appreciate my man from Perry County. My man, we grew up in the same city, helping us out here on this show. Once again, 205-448-1358. Been able to call in to let your voice be heard tonight. 205-448-1358. Definitely want to hear from you guys. But now we get to the topic of the NFL draft. Uh, tonight is night two, rounds two and three of the draft taking place right now on ESPN out of Las Vegas. Uh, night one, which was last night, you saw Evan Neal, number seven overall to the New York Giants, Jamison Williams, number 12 overall to the Detroit Lions. But 
You got several guys, Batman's got several guys on the board here when you talk. Uh, Christian Harris could come off the board in this round, round two. John Metric could come off the board right here. Uh, Fedaria Mathis could come off the board right here. Christopher Allen could be a very surprise pick, but could come off the board right here. You got Brian Robinson Jr. at running back could, could, uh, could come off the board right here. Also, Josh Job and Jangan Armour Davis, the two corners could come off the board in this second round. We shall see who gets taken in the second round, who goes in the third round, but this is night two of the draft. You can check it out here on ESPN as it's going forth from Las Vegas. But we go to a break right now, folks, from the show. Don't touch that dad. When we get back, we'll be joined by the esteemed scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA, my man Justin Smith, to talk about this 2023 signing class and how important this summer will be in landing those commitments. We'll talk with Justin after this. You know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up. But now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. We're rolling 7-Elevens right now on the show. I just show on the streets. Number one form for Bama football news in my own words on the Friday. Yours truly, Stephen Smith. Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciate the donations, the likes, the people subscribing, people calling in. You guys making this your show, your network, platform, channel, and space to talk Bama. Continue to do that as we keep rolling right here. But we go to the In My Own Words hotline. We pick up the real legend. The real legend, uh, the real boots on the ground. Nobody is covering recruiting quite like this guy does it right here. He is everywhere. When you talk about these recruits, it's none other than our own Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA. Justin, good to have you back, man. How you feeling? I'm feeling good, Stephen. Excited that um, high school spring football is back around, so I get an opportunity to head out to a couple different schools and – provide updates about Alabama top targets, of course. And Speaking of those Alabama top targets, Justin, let's, let's get into this right here because you, know, you and I got into a conversation uh, before coming on uh, this show tonight about how pivotal this summer is in terms of the, of the 2023 class and the coaching staff trying to land these commitments for this class. How big is this summer when you talk about gaining those commitments, you know, getting the guys on campus, and really building this 23 class up to be the number one class in the country? I think it's going to be um, huge. Um, looking back at last year's um, recruiting cycle, the 2022 recruiting cycle, we saw that the dead period was lifted and the recruits finally got an opportunity to get back on campuses and visit. And we saw influx of commitments, guys taking official visits. And I think that the whole COVID-19 impact on the recruiting landscape, I think it's going to carry over from the 2022 recruiting cycle to the 2023 cycle as well. Going back to the 2022 cycle, as soon as that dead period was lifted, we saw a lot of guys just take their official visits during the summer. A lot of guys took all five of their official visits during the summer. And I think a lot of guys are going to want to do that. A lot of guys want to announce a commitment decision before their senior season begins. And I think that is sort of a result of the early signing period. You have your recruitment behind you basically before you take a snap during your high school senior season and then you head into December you most likely a lot of these guys want to 
enroll early. So that is something to keep an eye on as well. So this summer will be huge. I think the Crimson Tide are going to get a lot of their top targets on campus for official visits. So that is something to definitely keep your eyes on. And a lot of guys just want to make decisions before their senior seasons begin. So I think all of that mixed together leads to a big summer for the Crimson Tide. And they only have three commitments at the moment. I don't. I think in the. I think the summer will lead them to have way more than three. Of course, so I think the Crimson Tide will also have an opportunity to get guys on campus to evaluate them a little bit more. We all know that sometimes offers are just the first step in recruiting a lot of guys. You want to get you want to get them on campus to confirm their measurements, confirm their testing times, confirm what they can do in terms of their movement um, in the coverage with the football running routes, all of those different things. When, you, when you're evaluating different type of positions, you want to confirm that in person before you take commitments from some of these prospects. So all of that is going to come into play in terms of Alabama possibly having a big summer on the recruiting trip. I predict that they will and definitely will try to capitalize with getting guys on campuses to get a couple of more commitments in this 2023 recruiting cycle. So, Justin, as you look at Bama's coaching staff, the assistant coaches are on the recruiting trail. Bill O'Brien, Pete Golding, Holman Wiggins, Robert Gillespie, they're all out there on the trail building these or crafting these relationships with these 2023 athletes. I mean, how big is this having your entire coaching staff on the trail? And what type of ground do you think they'll be able to cover? Because normally – we're seeing, you know, Coach Saban in the helicopter, or we're seeing maybe an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator out there. But it looks like the entire coaching staff is like all hands in. They're all out there. They all in the streets. They all trying to make sure we're getting these uh, commitments, we're getting these players in here. So, you know, how much ground do you think this entire staff can cover? I think I think those guys getting out is really helping with the evaluation part of the recruiting process. Going back to the 2022 recruiting cycle, like I said earlier, another impact and another result of the COVID-19 dead period that was in place for 15 months where recruits did, did not get an opportunity to visit campuses that also played a role in college coaches getting out to their high schools. These college coaches were not allowed to go out last spring because of that dead period. So they get an opportunity to go out, catch out, catch a couple of guys in action at their spring practice and lay out a couple of more offers. So I think that is going to play a huge role as far as the evaluation process is, is concerned. So I think that is very beneficial for those coaches, putting eyes on these prospects on the road. So I think that is the biggest impact that they will have in terms of them getting out right now. You get an opportunity to see new guys, like I said, seeing those new offers, see guys who you're most likely seen at, seen at camp last year, get to see them again in a football setting. So I think that's going to be very – I think this time is going to be very beneficial in the evaluation process of these guys. If you're just tuning into the show here on a Friday, in my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. We got the man Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA, discussing the 2023 signing class and how big this summer will be in getting those commitments. Before we get to the final thought here, Justin, is there a coach on this staff that you are really excited to see what he does in terms of the summer for Bama recruiting? Um, I, th- I think I think a lot. I think they have definitely have a lot of great recruiters. I think two guys that come to mind off the top of my head are guys like Robert Gillespie and Holman Wiggins. Um, just speaking to a lot of guys who I've spoken to over the last couple of days who have received new offers from Crimson Tide. A lot of those offers have came from Holman Wiggins, and I think he's building building a great relationship with a lot of guys on the recruiting trail as well. So. Alman Wiggins and Robert Gillespie are guys who I will look out in terms of people having a huge impact on the recruiting trail with the Crimson Tide in the 2023 recruiting cycle. But a coach you can definitely not leave off this list is Freddie Roach because we know how loaded the state of Alabama is and the Crimson Tide want to capitalize on this. They are making making up ground with some prospects, leading with some others, and they're in a great position with some other guys when it comes to in-state recruiting in the 2023 recruiting cycle as well. So I think Freddie Rose will have an opportunity, him along with Charles Kelly, both of those guys have an opportunity to leave their footprints on the state of Alabama. 
So, just as we as we look at now, if, would there be a, a number in your mind? And it probably couldn't be. It probably may not be a number. But in terms of just how many commitments Alabama can really rack up here as we talk about the summer between now and, and I guess July, from now to July, if there was a number in mind, how many commitments could you see of the Crimson Tide bringing in here for this 2023 class in the summer? Uh, yeah, it's, it's really hard to predict because there are some guys like. If I had to just think about a couple of guys who are in, who they are in a good position for who could possibly announce a commitment soon, just rattle off some names here. you got Peter Woods, right, who is the five-star defensive end out of Thompson High School, of course. You have Olaf A. Lamine, a four-star offensive lineman out of Connecticut who wants to announce a decision before his senior season. you got Peyton Kirkland. He's a four-star offensive lineman out of Dr. Phillips High School in Orlando, Florida. you have Malik Bryant, who is another Orlando, Florida product, a five-star linebacker on the top linebacker prospect in 2023 recruiting cycle. So there are a lot. Uh, there, there's a long list of guys who want to announce a commitment before their senior seasons begin. So I could see around five or six guys right now who have publicly announced that they want to announce a decision before their senior season. Who the Crimson Tide are in a great position to land. Also, Will Conformby, the fourth offensive lineman at Northridge High School in Tuscaloosa. So those are just the guys who have made those plans. Now you never know what may happen if a guy gets on campus for an unofficial visit, official visit. They get on campus, get a great feeling about the Alabama football program. They could give the Crimson Tide their commitment decision um, on that visit. That is something Elliot. Yeah, that is something Elliot Washington did. He visited Alabama a couple of weeks ago, and he's a 2023 four-star defensive back out of Florida who's currently verbally committed to the Crimson Talk. He is Justin Smith, people, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine, giving us the lowdown here on this 2023 class and how pivotal this summer will be in picking up those commitments. If you have not checked out his show, The Process, every Tuesday and Thursday right here on the YouTube channel, I encourage you to do that. Justin is seriously breaking down piece by piece, frame by frame, tape by tape of these young athletes. And he's also getting out there on the road seeing these young men here in person as always justin take care of yourself man be good we appreciate it you're the same too absolutely the lifeblood of college football in recruiting it's always fun to talk with justin on that and looking forward to seeing what coach saban and this staff does on the recruiting trail this summer justin mentioned holman wiggins mentioned robert gillespie mentioned freddie roach charles kelly Pete Gold is a big-time recruiter also in his own right. You look back in that 2022 class, of the 24 names, he brought eight of them in himself. Still keep your eyes on Coach Golden when you talk about recruiting. But we go to a break right here, folks. Don't touch that down. When we get back, we jump back to the phone lines. We grab your calls, your thoughts, your interactions. We'll be back after this. Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. Chris Rogers, 2009 National Champion. You are listening to the baddest, when I say the baddest, sports show in the state of Alabama. In my own words, you know, yours truly. Touchdown Alabama Magazine, don't touch that dial. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Wit Will Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WitWillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. We're back, we're back, we're back in here from the break. Hottest show of the streets here, popping the top on this one. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciate my man, Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA in that last segment, breaking down the tide on the recruiting trail 
where this 2023 class is concerned. Appreciate you, the Alabama fans, with your donations, your calls, your you guys subscribing and liking the show, hitting that thumbs up, smashing the like button, making this your network channel in space to talk Bama and before we get into your calls, call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Number to call in, 205-448-1358. My thoughts here, continuing with the NFL Draft as we're in night two, rounds two and three happening right now. As much as I am, and we all are, excited for these young men to have this life-changing moment for them and their families. You're stepping into generational wealth you're stepping into a dream that a lot of these men have probably young men have probably had since they were five six years old wanting to be an NFL athlete but at the same time uh, there are moments where you look at certain players that declare for the draft and you think that guy probably could have used another year of schooling and whether it was maybe an agent getting in that player's ear or a family member getting in that player's ear or a friend saying, hey, bro, you're going to be a first-round pick partner. You're going to be a second-round pick. Go and hop in that draft. And he supposed to know what they're talking about. Go and hop in that draft. Let's get the money. Go and hop in that draft. And they listen to people. They hop in the draft, though they may not be quite ready. And then you see the effects of this, which is either – they get drafted later than what they sh they would have been drafted or they should not thought they were going to be drafted. Or, in some cases, they don't get drafted at all and you end up in a situation where you have to go and find a spot in, in a mini camp or make a team as a free agent. So, it's, it's tough. It's tough. And I know a lot of you in the chat are talking about, you know, Christian Harris should have came back, and Josh Job should have came back, and Jagan Armour Davis, and Chris Allen, and, and all of these guys should have came back. And in theory, I, I would agree on a few of those. Uh, Christian Harris needed a whole year to me from start to finish in being a linebacker because uh, his high school career, he was a DB, right? Defensive back. So... If he was to have a whole season, start to finish, being a linebacker, having consistent production, then he could have been a first-round pick in the 2023 draft. But Christian Harris just felt like, you know, my last four or five games of this past season, I turned up, I turned up, I came on strong, you know, played my best ball, and then I go to the combine, ran a 4-4-4-40, so I think I've done enough. You look at a, a Chris Allen, you know, he's probably wondering, you know, if I come back to Alabama, do I get hurt again? So to prevent that, you know, go to the NFL draft where hopefully I get picked, you know, I can make this money. I mean, you look at, you know, a Jangan Armour Davis who he has a little girl, uh, married with a little girl. So he's thinking, you know, I got family to support here. I got to go get this money to support the block, support the family. You know, Josh Job may have his own reasons, but it's just interesting how, you know, a lot of people, we look at them as sure first-rounders or sure high-round draft picks. And then there's some that, you know, we feel like probably could have used a bit more polish and in the players' mind, they probably felt like they could use a bit more polish. But there was probably some other circumstances that weighed into, okay, I can come back and get this polish, or I can go ahead, jump in the league, start, you know, getting this money, investing this money, putting myself in a better financial state, putting my family in a better financial state. You just never know what is on the minds of a lot of these young men at times. I just wish the best for them, and wherever they go to, they have the utmost success here as we're in night two of the draft. But we got to go to this topic right here. The Philadelphia Eagles. Boy, oh boy. The Eagles sure had us fooled. I mean, we, we thinking Philly was going to take Jamison Williams. And so Philly allows the Detroit Lions to trade up to the 12th pick to get J-Mo while the whole time Philly had something else in the bag and that was we're going to trade to get A.J. Brown from the Titans. Wow. And they made the trade happen to get 6'1", 226-pound A.J. Brown, former Ole Miss standout, 
He will be entering his fourth season in the league. In his first three seasons, seasons two of those, he was a 1,000-yard target, had a career year in 2020, which he had 70 catches for 1,075 yards and 11 touchdowns. Uh, the brother's good. I mean, he built his game after one Julio Jones. And this is Howie Roseman, Jeff Lurie, and Nick Sirianni basically saying, Jalen Hurts, we believe in you. We did not take a quarterback in the first round. We took a defensive player uh, from Georgia and Jordan Davis. And we went and we got one of the best young receivers, big body, big catch radius, can go up and get it. We went and got him uh, to help you out even more. So now you have an offense where you've got Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. That's going to be fun to watch. That's going to be fun to watch right there. So the Eagles continuing its trust there in the development of Jalen Hurts. We're going to go to our final break here, folks. On Touchdown Down, when we get back, it's time to put some respect on Holman Wiggins. All throughout the draft on last night, I kept hearing, lucky with Brian Hartline's doing Brian Hartline, Brian Hartline, Ohio State. He's putting out all these receivers, these receivers, these receivers. But it's time to put some real respect on Holman Wiggins. We'll talk about it after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. Well, peoples, we're back in from the break. The hay is in the barn now. The second half of the Crimson Crane Kick Celebration touchdown dance is off the board. The Canadian wonder, John Mechie, 44th overall pick to the Houston Texans. So Houston takes John Mechie in the second round. Really happy for that young man who this past season, 96 catches, led the team in terms of Alabama, 1,142 yards and eight touchdowns. Mechie picked by the Houston Texans, number 44 overall in the second round of the draft. Before we get into the final topic of conversation, got to remind you of TDAWare.com. That's TDAWare.com. Do your shopping right there. We got all of your clothes, fashion, shopping, drip, swag, sauce, culture needs right here. Get your shopping done right there. TDAWare.com. Link in the description. Get, get yourself set up with that outfit for summer workouts, fall camp, the 2022 season, the fall here. Get yourself prepared to support your Crimson Tide by rocking this TDA gear. Show that support for Coach Saban, University of Alabama, the student athletes, and us here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine. But we look at now Holman Wiggins, wide receivers coach for Alabama, who has done an unbelievable job with this group of receivers and at this program since he made landfall in 2019. And throughout night one of the draft on Thursday, so many of these prognosticators, they kept talking about, look at what Brian Hartline's doing. Brian Hartline, Ohio State. Look at what Hartline's doing. He is pumping out receiver after receiver after receiver. He's rising up the coaching ranks. Look at how elite Brian Hartline is. 
And Coach Hartline is doing a doing an outstanding job. And I'm taking nothing away from Brian Hartline. Played for Ohio State, had some good seasons there in the NFL. Now a coach at Ohio State, he is doing a fabulous job. But it's time to put some more respect on the name Holman Wiggins. Because Wiggins is doing work too. Coach Wig is doing work, and I did not hear one draft pundit. I didn't hear McShay or Kipe or any of them talk about the job Wiggins has done at Alabama with these receivers. I mean, since 2011, since Julio Jones, uh, Alabama's had eight receivers taken in the first round. Five of those eight, that's 62%. For you mathematicians out there, Wig put 62% of these young brothers in the first round. When you talk, Jerry Judy, um, Henry Ruggs, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, and now Jamison Williams. John Mechie could have been in that first round. If he was just a bit faster, Mechie could have been in that first round also. But you're seeing what Wiggins is doing. You're seeing the technique he brings, the savviness he brings, the technician that he is. He is a wide receiver guru. He coaches these guys, and he coaches them up to be uh, pristine. He coaches these guys up to be elite. Since he got here in 2019, you know, Coach Wiggins has helped Judy be a 1,000-yard guy and and, uh, Devontae Smith be a 1,000-yard guy. And this past season, you had J-Mo and Mechie both be 1,000-yard guys. I mean, look at what Wiggins is doing. What are Holman Wiggins is doing? There's a reason why. Of the experienced coaches on staff, he got the biggest pay raise from the board of trustees. There's a reason why. And the reason is the man is about that work. The man is about that business. And you just heard in the recent segment our guy Justin Smith talk about when he's on the recruiting trail, these young athletes, they gravitate to him, they flock to him, they vibe with him, they feel what he's putting down because they, they know. I'm getting coached by Coach Wig. I'm going to be right at receiver. I'm going to be right. And uh, when you look at just this rece- these receivers for the 2022 season and looking at Jermaine Burton and Tyler Harrell, I mean, that's going to be your next two-wave of first-rounders right there. And then you look at, you know, Christian Leary. I mean, if he pops off and has a big year, you know, could he be in that wave of first-rounders for 2023? He could. If you look at guys like Trayshawn Holden, Ja'Cory Brooks, Tyu Jones-Bell, Aaron Anderson, Kendrick Law, Isaiah Bond coming in here in the suburb, Kobe Prentice, uh, Shaz Preston. I mean, goodness gracious, this group of receivers that Wiggins is going to have his hand on. I know people like talking about you know other guys outside of the Alabama program. And this is in no way casting shade upon Brian Hartline. He's doing a great job at Ohio State. But it, it, it's time for the national media to put some love on Holman Wiggins. Because what he's done with these receivers, he's been able to work with in a short amount of time. He's putting brothers in the draft. He's putting not just in the first round of the draft. So big ups there to Coach Wig. I, I think he's going to have this next group, this next wave of wide receivers set, prepared to go. Whether it's routes, whether it's hands, whether it's cutting ability, whether it's distributing distributing weight properly, coming in and out of the break, whether it's blocking, no matter what the uh, role or responsibility or the technique is in terms of a wide receiver, Holman Wiggins is coaching these guys to do it at the best of anybody in college football. So time to put some respect there on his name. But as always, folks, you want the best in news, notes, information, and coverage here when it comes down to your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you got the Android phone. For your audio needs, check us out. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm or iHeartRadio. Now, the good and gracious Lord sees fit. I'll be back on Monday continuing the conversation that is Tide Football. Remember, Bama fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be found 
in the description. If you're trying to get the fresh edition, print edition of TDA, the magazine, you go to touchdownalabama.com, you click join, become a member or a subscriber today. That link in the description also. If you're trying to get the four finger bling necklace, four finger bling jewelry, courtesy of our guys that we own, thefourthquarter.com. That's we own the fourth quarter.com. That link in the description too. Appreciate my man Justin Smith coming on to talk about this recruiting cycle for 2023 and the importance this summer will be in landing those uh, commitments. We appreciate you, the Alabama fans, the family, for hanging out with us, making this your show, your network channel in space to talk Bama. Also, my man John Ivor, he know I appreciate him. My brother John Ivory in that production studio doing his thing behind the scenes there. But until next time, folks, husbands, love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children, we've made it to the weekend. We've made it to the weekend. But continue now doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing to not be bored. You get yourself those three, count them three, Hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. Enjoy night two and night three of the draft on tomorrow. Until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith. You've been listening to In My Own Words. See you guys Monday.